Welcome to a special edition of the Nordea Insights podcast. My name is Luca Falda, I'm Chief Editor of Nordea Markets. Today with me, I have Jan Stirk Nielsen to talk about Brexit. That is, what will happen if the UK votes itself out of the EU on the upcoming June 23rd referendum. To begin with, Jan, can we talk about uh, our general expectations for Brexit? First of all, our main scenario is that there will be no Brexit. Looking at the polls, I think there's a fairly good chance that the British voters will decide to stay in the EU. But of course, again, looking at the polls, around 40% currently says that they will vote for Brexit. So it's definitely not something that we cannot just rule out. If Brexit does happen, what are your expectations in terms of the pound and the reaction from the Bank of England? Well, first of all, I think it's uh, important to emphasize that this will create a lot of turmoil on financial markets, and we will see this as an immediate reaction. We expect uh, around 5 to 7% uh, weakening of the pound coming immediately. Uh, after a little while, we then expect that uh, some of it will be taken back, but uh, a significant weakening of the pound, uh, falling equity markets, uh, flight to safe haven on, on bond markets, that will be the immediate reaction on the financial markets. Then we'll get, see all the economic impact a little bit later on. What are our expectations in terms of uh, a sweetheart deal being reached by the UK government with the EU in case of uh, Brexit, which is one of the scenarios that are pushed by the proponents of Brexit? We don't see that very likely. The rest of the EU, they don't want to open the door for other countries to, to start talking about leaving the EU. So for them, it's, it's very important to be very hard on, on the UK saying that, well, it's your decision. Now you're leaving. You won't get a, this sweet deal that you get all the benefits, but you don't have to pay. I think it will be a very tough negotiations. And, and for one thing, it's very sure it's going to take many years in order to set the new framework for, for dealing with the UK and the EU. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, when uh, Greenland left the EU, which is, I believe, the only precedent in which that happened, the negotiation lasted about five years. Yeah, so it's definitely going to be a very long process. And it's going to, and that's also the problem for, for the economic impact, that this, this will create a lot of uncertainty. How will the, the trade relations be between the UK and the EU? And the risk is definitely that this will hurt sentiment. Now, let's move on to the Nordics, which is our main area of uh, interest. And let's start with uh, Denmark. The UK is the fourth largest trade partner for Denmark. Do you see any impact or fallout uh, on the Danish-British trade relations if uh, Brexit does happen? Denmark will be hurt both because the pound will be weaker, meaning that goods and services will be more expensive in, in the UK, uh, and also because we expect UK GDP to, to fall, uh, lower demand also from the UK. This will um, be something around 5 billion Danish kroner uh, in, in direct trade effects. And of course, it's not that much. Uh, we have an export of around 1,000 billion Danish kroner. So it's only 0.1 to 0.2% of GDP over at a period of two years. So you can say it will have an impact. It will definitely be negative, but it will not be, uh, it will not be something that will completely destroy the Danish export, not as direct trade effects, at least. Of course, one of the concerns uh, when it comes to Denmark is also that uh, Denmark, which has uh, always had a bit of a cautious stance towards the EU, and it has, for example, a number of opt-outs and it voted recently to maintain one of these on uh, the defence side, would decide to take the same path the, as the UK and uh, leave the EU. Do you see a, let's call it, dank set mm -hmm. as a realistic possibility? 
Well, we have already seen some political parties here in Denmark out saying that if we get a Brexit, then we should also have a vote on, on our relationships to the EU. However, the main political parties, they say that we should not have this, that EU is such an important institution here in Denmark that, that this should not come to a, to a referendum. Um, the thing is that what will happen on financial markets, that's going to be very exciting uh, or interesting for, for Denmark because you can actually dig out two scenarios uh, for the Danish financial markets and the Danish krona. One is where we get a safe haven inflow. We have seen that before when everything is get uncertain. Then investors turn to the most safe haven markets in, in Europe and Denmark is definitely one of them. So that will mean a strengthening of the Danish krona, rate cut, maybe even a, a QE program from the central bank. That's one scenario. But the other scenario, as you mentioned, is that, that this will create a lot of uncertainty about uh, the Danish relationship with the EU. And that could actually uh, trigger a capital outflow, meaning that the central bank should, should start to hike rates. Um, but I would say our main scenario is that we will see safe haven inflow because that's the typical way that financial markets will react. And then maybe a little bit later on, if this talk about an, a referendum here in Denmark, if that's really intensifies, then we could see the outflow uh, coming in a little bit later. Whether we have capital inflows or outflows, which of course will be pressure on the Danish corner, I am sure that you're going to reassure every one of us that the Danish Europeg is indestructible. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's not going to be changed by this. Uh, the Danish Central Bank has said it very clear that no matter what, they are, of course, ready to defend the peg and they have all the instruments. So, so that's not, that's not going to be uh, an issue here. They will defend the peg and they have all the instruments, but there could be some turmoil, uh, either, either capital inflow or capital outflow. Moving on to Norway, how do you see the British-Norwegian trade being impacted by a potential Brexit? Well, looking at first glance, Norway uh, has a very huge trade to the UK or huge export to the UK. However, much of this is oil and gas, um, and I don't think that will be affected that much by a Brexit. But still, the UK, even without oil and gas, is an important trading partner for, for Norway, just like, uh, just like Denmark. And that, of course, will hurt um, also the Norwegian export into the UK. So do our Norwegian colleagues believe that Norges Bank could... Uh cut rates, for instance, if uh, Brexit were to happen? Well, there's definitely a, a chance that this will, that this will trigger rate cuts in, uh, in Norway simply because uh, it could, this Brexit could strengthen the Nor- Norwegian krona versus the euro, which they are not interested in at all because that will uh, make it even harder for them to reach the inflation targets. So Norway's bank has to cut uh, interest rates simply to, uh, to keep the Norwegian krona from getting, getting too strong versus the euro. We were talking to our Norwegian colleague, uh, Eric Bruse, about um, the very special relationship that Norway has uh, with uh, the EU, because it is the only Nordic country that is not part of the EU, but it is a member of the European Economic Area. Do we think there is a possibility that the UK may enter a relationship on the Norwegian model? I don't see that as a likely outcome. Uh, The Norwegian relationship with the EU is very special. It has taken many, many years to negotiate all the agreements with the EU. And Norway is a very special case. A lot of what is decided in in the EU is actually also implemented in Norway. But as our Norwegian colleague says, that uh, they have to adopt a lot of legislation from the EU. They have to pay a lot of money to the EU, but they don't have any anything to say about this, uh, what is going on in the EU. 
So I, th- I don't think uh, the Norwegian solution would be uh, reliable for, for the UK. If you have voted for not being a member of the EU in, in, in the UK, then I don't think you want to adapt all the, all the things that is uh, decided inside the EU. Also, we should remember that the Norwegians have to accept a free movement of labor as part of their accession mm-hmm. to the European economic area. And the free movement of labor is one of the uh, sticking points, let's call them that, uh, for the Brexit crowd. Exactly, yeah. Sweden is also, like Denmark, a significant trade partner for the UK. How do we see Brexit uh, having an effect on trade, of course, but also on the SEC and uh, on Riksbank? Yeah, I would say the economic impact is it's much like Norway and Sweden. Export to the UK from Sweden accounts to something like 7 or 8% of total exports, so, so UK is an important trade partner. Uh, and of course, it, this export will take a hit in case of a Brexit. And also, due to all the turmoil, uncertainty uh, after Brexit, then uh, we could easily see a strengthening, uh, at least a pressure for a stronger sw- uh, Swedish krona versus the euro. And then we will have the Riksbank, who are not interested in having this strengthening. Then they need to go out and maybe do some, introduce some new measures to, uh, in order to, to uh, offset this uh, underlying strengthening. And I actually think it's very interesting that if we get a Brexit, then we will see a huge capital inflow to the Nordic region, to Norway, to Sweden, to Denmark. In Norway, Sweden, the central banks will try to offset this by uh, cutting rates, maybe uh, losing monetary policy, while we in Denmark will, uh, will do intervention and uh, maybe also cutting interest rates. So there will be a pressure for stronger um, currencies in the, in the Scandi region, and we will try to, uh, to offset this because we are not interested in a stronger currency at the moment. So this is all based on your view that there is going to be a sort of risk of flight to safe haven uh, move. Yeah, we have seen before that uh, that the Nordic region is a safe haven uh, when when things are getting really ugly. And of course, it very much depends on how financial markets will react on this Brexit. But if you are right that this will create a lot of turmoil, a lot of uncertainty, then the Nordic region is definitely one of the safest places to be if you want to protect yourself against this against this uncertainty. So paradoxically, the Nordics have absolutely nothing to gain from Brexit. We have uh, seen that the trade effects are generally on the negative mm. side. And the one potential good uh, effect of Brexit, which would be capital inflows, is something that you're not interested in. Yeah, of, and of course you can say we will get lower interest rates because of this capital inflow, but uh, actually we are not that interested in having this lower interest rate at the, at the moment. So. So it's not. Um, it's definitely not uh, something that is good for for our countries because we will lose trade to the UK and we'll get uh, capital inflow that we are definitely not interested in at the moment. What What is the scenario from Finland? Finland already seems to be doing the worst of all the Nordic countries at the moment. Yeah, and of course Finland will also be hit by lower export uh, to the UK. Uh, and actually, you will also st- see a strengthening of the euro, meaning that that will uh, create um, problems also for the Finnish economy, at least versus uh, versus the pound. Maybe you can get in a situation where the euro will be weakening versus the dollar, which of course will, will help a little bit. Uh, but also Finland will be definitely be hurt by, by a Brexit. Talking about the political effects of Brexit, uh, one of the most uh, speculated events in the Nordics uh, would be this uh, fix-it scenario whereby Finland would um, back up and also follow the lead of the UK out of the EU. 
Uh, what is our view on uh, on the matter? Well, we actually think that there's a very different view on how this is perceived outside of Finland and inside Finland, because inside Finland, this is not a very big topic. We see this as very un- unlikely scenario. Uh, and of course, there have been some talk about Finland being the first country to leave the euro, but that has mainly been at a topic outside of, of, of Finland. Inside is not an issue, and you can also see there's a, a huge ma- majority, both of the population and among political parties that wants to stay both in the EU and in the euro. So to summarize, having looked at all the Nordics, we don't think that there is going to be a political pressure to leave the EU or the EEA, in the case of Norway, as a result of Brexit. We see that the trade effects would be overwhelmingly negative, And uh, we also see inflows and outflows uh, into the Nordics, in that case, uh, as uh, undesirable effects. Would that be a good summary? Yeah, I think that's a very very good summary. That political, we don't see uh, this as a trigger for some some big events in the Nordic region. Uh, We will be hurt by by lower export to the UK. We will be hurt by stronger Nordic currencies versus the pound. And then, of course, uh, we will be hurt by all the uncertainty in, uh, in all of Europe. That's actually maybe the biggest risk of all this Brexit, that this will push back the whole Europe into some kind of recession scenario. And this, of course, will hurt the, also the Nordic uh, region. Well, all we can do now is wait for June 23rd and see what the British electorate will decide to do. I found an entry about British on Wikipedia. Yeah, we didn't want Siri to, <laughs> to jump on that. How did that happen? Thank you, Jan, for a very interesting chat about Brexit. If uh, any of our listeners are interested in uh, finding out more about our different scenarios for the Nordics, you can go to nexus.nordea.com. On nexus.nordea.com, you will find a section called the Brexit. We have a Brexit topic page where all our thoughts are summarized. We also have a handy Q&A. You have uh, the opportunity to reach out to us uh, at Nordea Markets on Twitter if you have any questions. Or you can also reach out to Jan specifically on Twitter. What is your Twitter handle, Jan? Uh, Jan Stirp, at Jan Stirp. Great. And I'm sure that Jan will be happy to have a conversation with you on the topic. Sure. Thank you for being here today. Goodbye.